Hey, y'all. So you are about to hear an exclusive interview with my friend Daniel Thomas Hind. Daniel is the founder of a company called Evolution Eat. It is the best company out there to help you rewire your relationship to food. This is a sponsored episode. We had a great conversation. And if you want to get free access to his course, where you can learn to master your diet, master your mind, how to eat clean, how to lose weight the right way, and how to build healthy eating habits that last forever, if you want access to that, well, you can actually get it for free by going to evolutioneat.com slash tiny leaps. That's evolutioneat.com slash tiny leaps. Enjoy the conversation with Daniel Thomas Hind from Evolution Eat. In this episode, I sit down with Daniel Thomas Hind from Evolution Eat for the third time to dive deep into why you need to build the habit of eating well. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Big change. Big change. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are bringing on, I believe this is the third ever three-peat guest, uh, or rather the first ever three-peat guest, screwing up my numbers here. Um, I, so I, I originally brought Daniel on uh, back in episode 262 and then again in episode 281. And the the big reason for that uh, double appearance so close together was that you guys absolutely loved him. Uh, you heard his first episode and you said, Greg, I want more. So I delivered on more. And now we are a full almost 100 episodes out from that. And so we wanted to make sure we reconnected with Daniel to dive back into this topic and really make sure that one, if there's been any evolution on his end as far as how he views the process, how he views the philosophy, we need to make sure we learn that. And number two, make sure we remind you of what you already no. So before we jump in, we're not going to dive too deep into Daniel's background. Uh, you can go listen to episode 262 to learn more about him and episode 282 or rather 284. Uh, take a listen to that as well. But I do need to disclose that this episode is in partnership with his company, Evolution Eat. And the reason we're doing that partnership is, again, you guys loved him. You loved his philosophy. And I think he has the tools to really help with your journey. So, Daniel, welcome back to the show. Greg, my man, thank you for having me on the show, brother. I really appreciate I really appreciate it. And um, I was going to say the third three guest uh, repeat <laughs> would, yeah, right. would, would be a, a high honor all the same, but not as special an occasion. Uh, but but all teasing aside, I I do really appreciate being here. I do really appreciate um, all of the just all of the positive energy that we got around the first two episodes. And I'm excited to share more. You know, this is my life and my life's work. And I, <laughs> I have a hard time summarizing everything in, uh, in only a 30 second, a 30 minute podcast. So <laughs> 
I'm sure we'll have plenty of new stuff to talk about as well. Absolutely. I'm, I'm super excited for this. So uh, again, we don't want to dive too much into your background. I encourage listeners to listen to 262 and 281 to learn more about that. But tell us a little bit about the company Evolution Eat. Let's start there. Uh, since this is a brand partnership episode, I want to make sure that we really dive into the nitty gritty of what this company is mm. and more importantly, what value it can bring to our listeners. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Well, so for the for the full context, you know, this this show is all about personal development and personal empowerment. And it strikes me as really fascinating that in this space, nobody's really talking about mastering your diet and long term health. And that's a real shame because our health is such a massive impact on our entire lives. And our and we and we can't be healthy without having a healthy relationship with food, right? Because the food that we eat has such a dramatic impact on our on our health and so forth. So you can't be healthy without having a healthy relationship with food. And I don't think that a lot of people even think about having a relationship with food, which is what my company is all about. Um, we're really the only company that I've seen that's willing to do like the deep work to help people take a long-term approach to their health, specifically focusing in on their diet. And, you know, that's primarily because, and we dove, we dove into this a lot in the first two episodes, but that's primarily because our process at Evolution Eat has really nothing to do with conventional dieting protocols and is instead all about skill development, which is why we're so focused on building healthy habits, overcoming unhealthy habits, like there's a whole process to that, um, you know, psychology, mindset around eating, your emotional awareness, how many of us eat uh, <laughs> because we're experiencing some sort of mood, right? Uh, <laughs> a, a lot of us, so many of us. In fact, most of we're all emotional beings, so we're all emotional eaters. And we more often than we would probably like to admit, eat emotionally and uh, eat out of integrity as a result, right? So yeah. We really look at the whole person behind the diets, right? Whereas most companies just give you like a diet protocol. We're really looking at what's influencing your decision making and your your behaviors and your mood that's having you choose, period. That's having you yeah. choose, make, make choices. And mm -hmm. then we go about not just doing the deep work around it, right? Getting clear on what's going on, maybe why you've been eating that way. Um, but then how, most importantly, how to build a system of health, how to build mm -hmm. healthy habits in your life, right? If you're having trouble changing your habits, then the problem isn't you. The problem is your system, right? Results do not come from goals we set, but from the system we implement. And right. un unfortunately, in this space, even though so many of us <laughs> know that diets don't work, like we're clear that diets don't work. And yet most of us get to a point in our lives, or this happens repeatedly, where we're so fed up with how it's going, how we're being in relation to food and eating, how we feel, how we look. And we say, God damn, you know, I'm, I got to do something about this. Mm -hmm. And because there's no popular alternative to dieting, we end up resorting to dieting, the very right. thing that 
doesn't work and we know <laughs> doesn't work for us, but we don't have another system instead mm-hmm. to rely on and to resort yeah. to. And we're yeah. often so motivated by our pains and frustrations that we say, ah, fuck it. It doesn't matter. I just need to create quick results, quick results anyways. And then the whole yeah. yo-yo cycle repeats itself yeah. and, and you don't, you're no better off <laughs> for it. Right. In fact, you're probably worse off. Yeah. So let's let's dive into this concept a little bit, because you really are uh, the first person I've met that speaks about dieting or rather eating in this way. Um, What in your mind is the ideal system and and really like dive and unpack that term for us, because you don't often hear the word system being applied to eating. That is just sort of a thing. You grow up doing it. You're probably never really taught how to do it or how to think about it. You don't have any sophisticated worldview around how you should eat. Mm -hmm. So really unpack this for us. What what is this concept of an eating system Mm -hmm. and how what would that look like in, in your ideal world? Yeah, absolutely. So I love speaking in metaphors because I think it can make this whole process, this whole system uh, far, far more understandable. So I said this at the beginning, I'll say it again. I, I say it a million times. If you become a part of my world, healthy eating is a process that you practice and develop just like any other skill that you would develop, just mm-hmm. like if you were to play the piano, right? So if you were to, if you wanted to learn how to play the piano, like let's pretend that you were a not a beginner, right? You wouldn't just sit down randomly, push on the pedals, and press the keys at any whim, right? Like you, you, you or if you did, you would expect that you wouldn't actually be able to create any any music as a result, right? Unfortunately, when it comes to applications like taking our health into our own hands and our eating habits into our own hands, for some bizarre reason. This simple logic is ignored, right? We all want some quick fix, that magic elixir, and, but, and we all want to be the exception to the rule that dieting doesn't work for anybody else, but I'm different or my motivation is so high that this time is going to be different, right? Um, so to make this very real, you know, Mozart uh, was the best piano player ever, right? Called a childhood prodigy. Um, but the... Uh, but actually, it took him nine years to become a master composer. So prodigy is just another word for training or practice. Even Mozart couldn't shortcut it, meaning he started practicing when he was two years old. And by 11, he was a master at it because he dedicated mm-hmm. those first that first decade of his life basically entirely to um, to developing the skill of being a piano player. So if you... Uh, so, 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 so the system is mastery, like mastering a skill and we're mastering the skill of health. And to, to make it simple, we start with the skill of healthy eating because mm. you cannot be healthy without having a healthy relationship with food, right? Like you couldn't be, there's no world in which, can we all agree? You, there's no world in which you're healthy, but you <laughs> eat shit food or you're, you're, your relationship with food is so distorted. Like there's a lot of Instagram models, for example, who look, you know, absolutely beautiful on the outside, but who suffer 
from anorexia, bulimia, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and or maybe not are, aren't so extreme on that uh, on that scale, but are constantly thinking about food, how much they've had. They're quantifying the experience. You know, they're constantly tracking how many calories they've burned that day. Right. It's it's yeah. it's it's such a distorted way of living that I wouldn't call that. I wouldn't call that the dream and I wouldn't call that peaceful, right? I wouldn't call that free. And for me, ultimate freedom, uh, uh, my, my ultimate goal in life is utter freedom and freedom from a sense of control and confidence, right? Not from like, oh, F it, nothing matters, but freedom from my own control and mastery of something. I'm free from the worries, concerns, um, challenges, pains, et cetera, yeah. right? I have total mastery of something. I'm free. Yeah. So, so it's yeah. really, uh, it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, it sounds like it's when you think about your relationship to eating and your relationship to food and, and uh, building a system to help get you where you're trying to go in a lifelong way, rather than this sort of quick fix diet or any of the, the other sort of methodologies that have been made popular. Uh, it's, it's, it sounds like at the bedrock of it, you first need to almost rewire mm-hmm. the way you think about getting those results, right? Yeah, so to absolutely. your to your point, uh, bringing up Mozart, you you've just got to put in the work. You've got to build the skill set. You've got to build the habits. Uh, and I've found, and the thing that that connects me to you so much is, I've never once thought about food that way. Mm. So what can we? And everyone listening to this show, hopefully after hearing it for the third time, they're going to walk away and adopt this mindset. But for the people we love, for the people that we're going to impact, how do we get this new way of thinking about eating further? How do how do we help other people sort of adopt this this methodology? Yeah, it's it's. This is this is so important because this is one of my core principles. This is one of our core principles as a company, which is that self-service is actually the greatest form of service, period. Mm. When you serve yourself fully, you become a model for those that you love and you can serve them even more fully from that place of feeling free. Right. So many of us have a problem with like working on ourselves because we're because we feel like that's at odds with being able to help others. But actually, when you work on yourself, you become a beacon for others. And that's, 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 that's something that we really believe in and that I love that you brought up. So um, let me point out the system of dieting and why that's so flawed. And then I'll, and yeah, then we'll, please like, th- this is the, this is really simple. This is a really simple thing to boil down in one or two lines. Dieting is like cramming for a test. Okay, so you might get the results that you're looking for in that you might cram for the midterm and get the A or get the A minus or whatever. But if you burn yourself out like those two days, like if the rest of your week sucks because you're burnt out, you pulled an all nighter. And most importantly, you didn't actually learn anything and you have to study again for the final. Right. Like what did you actually gain by it? Right. You're just trying to gain you're gaming the system and you're losing as a result, if your goal is to actually learn something. And when it comes to our health, <laughs> when it comes to our health, w- I would hope that you're not trying to game the system because 
you're the one who's at cost there. Like there is yeah. no gaming the system, right? So dieting is like cramming, right? So the system of dieting is fundamentally flawed because people just try to create results for themselves without thinking of the long-term process. What am I actually learning and how am I adopting these mm-hmm. new skills, right? Most people start their diet or their health journey where they actually want to end up, right? Mm. Most people start eating 500 or more calories under deficit. They say, I'm going to be perfect with my diet, right? I'm going to be a paragon of excellence. Every meal is going to be perfect. I'm going to, I'm going to be meal prepping. I'm going to have all the meals laid out for me. It's going to be absolutely beautiful. I'm going to be exercising five days a week. Nobody's going to get in my way. And then what happens? It never, you never follow through with it. And life ends up biting you in the ass because you didn't actually go about building these habits into your life. Any single one of those habits is so likely a foreign is is a foreign concept to you that mm-hmm. it takes time and energy to devote yourself to that. It's not it's a simple concept getting up to and going to the gym. That's like not hard to wrap your mind around, but it is hard. It's challenging to build that habit because it means that you also have to look at well, what's the impact of that on the rest of my life? Am I gonna if I have kids? How am I gonna? Make sure that they're taken care of so that I can get to the gym. I have work. Mm-hmm. How am I going to fit that in? What time do I know, need to go to bed at night, right? Any single one of those things takes time to integrate into the fabric of your reality. And we have to honor that fact. That's a fact. That's not something that mm-hmm. you can just force. That's a fact. So so, in, so the, the, the mega reframe here is to think about the system as opposed to goals. When we just yeah. think of the goal, the goal is like, well, I want to lose 25 pounds. So we'll make choices that support our losing 25 pounds. But that often has a sacrificing learning, right? So, yeah. um, so, so what do we want to look at instead? We want to look at the choices that influence your um, that influence your weight. So like instead, how many healthy meals am I eating a day would be a great place to start. And we dove really deep into this on the first podcast. If I, if my memory jogs, um, where we talk about making sure that you're building the habit of eating enough of the good stuff, right? Like that you're actually eating healthy food and that you're building a healthy, positive relationship with food as opposed to one where you're making yourself wrong. You're demonizing, uh, all these sorts of foods so that you basically live inside of a, a a paradigm of perfection, which the second you break that paradigm, everything's lost. And like, you might as well, like the failure feels so great that you just Mm -hmm. give up entirely. Right. So, um, so like a few, here are three pointers that I want to, that I want to point uh, that I just to, to, to crystallize this goals, reduce your, your, your level of happiness, because when mm. you're working towards a goal, like losing X number of pounds in a strict amount of time, you're essentially saying to yourself that you're somehow not good enough yet. Right. And that you have to lose all of this, this, this weight in order to feel happy about yourself, like to feel like you're actually allowed to like yourself now. Right. So we want to think about just committing to a system and a process and trusting in that versus I'll be happy when I achieve kind of paradigm that a lot of us live inside of. It's it's super un, uh, unhealthy. And um, and that's a great place to start. Uh, like I said already, goals are 
at odds with the long-term process because um, we just make choices that satisfy reaching the goal instead of thinking about what the process is behind it. And then goals suggest that you can't, that, that goals suggest that you can control things that you have no control over, right? Every time we set a goal, we try to predict the future, which is obviously impossible. So we say exactly what we're going to achieve and exactly when we're going to achieve it as if we're like omniscient and all knowing. Yeah. But what happens if you don't hit that mark, right? Like, is it game over? Or you know, like, like, or or what happens if you do hit the mark? Most like that's what I actually care about. What happens if you accomplish your goal, but you've you've so you hated the process of getting there that you can't wait to like take off, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like this, like oh, you, you, now I deserve a break from caring about myself and right. my health. Like it just promotes that old cycle, and I want to get rid of this cycle. So, mm-hmm. so, so here's a here's a thought experiment for everybody who's listening. Two kids, two eight-year-olds, Bobby and 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 Bonnie, <laughs> Bobby and Bonnie. <laughs> Bo- both both Bobby and Bonnie's parents t- uh, tell uh, tell Bobby and Bonnie that they need to pr- they need to learn how to play the piano. Like they just they have no choice; they're going to have to do it. Bobby has an un, an amazing teacher who like learns how to connect with Bobby the human, and Bonnie has you know I, I I picture a nun from like one of the from from my Catholic school that I went to growing up <laughs> who like had no personality. Not to say that no that nuns that all nuns have no personalities. I'm just thinking of one in particular, Sister Maureen. No personality, strict, just just so mean, like like so mean, and you know. So Bonnie, Bonnie grows up hating the piano because she hates hanging out with Sister Maureen and she doesn't she doesn't relate to the process at all. She doesn't relate to the experience of sitting down. All she relates to is hating it. Right. Hating Mm -hmm. that, that, hating that time in her week. Bobby loves hanging out with his teacher. Right. Loves going. Uh, loves like chatting, loves joking around, plays and gets serious about it because Bobby's teacher has Bobby connect to like the feeling of improvement, the feeling of incremental improvement and what that opens up for Bobby in the rest of his life. Right. So Bobby grows up to be a 60 year old man who is still playing the piano, whereas Bonnie quits the piano the second that school is over. Right. Why? Because Bobby learned to fall in love with the practice Mm. of piano playing. He identifies with the piano as a net benefit in his life. And not only that, he literally starts to identify himself as somebody who plays the piano, who can express himself through that practice, who makes choices to support sitting down, playing the piano, saying no to other things in life and loves what it has given him. Right. And he walks through life as somebody who relates to himself as a piano player. That's part of his core identity. So mm-hmm. why am I bringing that up? Because if you're going to be successful at mastering your diet and having a healthy relationship with food, which really means a healthy relationship with yourself, we have to help you learn how to fall in love with practicing health, right? Like actually yeah. loving it instead of, hating it or instead of thinking god this is something that i'm gonna have to do for the next three months so that i look great in a bathing suit right Mm -hmm. we have to help you 
really identify as somebody who loves doing this and help you build the skill set, the tool set and the mindset around that to make that real for you, which is why, you know, speaking of the work that I do, Evolution Eat, we are a coaching first company where we're really here to help create an environment, a support structure, a mindset and awareness and a whole system, a whole process for that becoming for that be you becoming that healthy version of yourself who's doing things the right way who's building the long-term habits in your life getting short-term results but with the long-term in mind right yeah coaching i believe is the best modality for that because it's all about creating the it's about creating the future it's about empowering the present to create the future that you see for yourself and in that way, our job is to help you fall in love with this practice. Yeah. Just like Bobby and sorry, Bobby, <laughs> sorry, but we, but, but we, but we, but we know that there are so many Bonnies out there and we, right. we would love to hang out with them. Yeah. So something that uh, really jumps out at me here and I, I, I preach this to my audience all the time. Uh, it's the Holy grail of personal development, of uh, pursuing the things you want and actually achieving them in a sustainable, measurable way is the identity piece. And this is something that really jumped out at me uh, maybe about a year and a half ago. I I just really started to to ask myself this question and I'm going to pose the same question to the listeners right now. Uh, Somebody who is a runner, who identifies as a runner. They run run their entire life. They love it. They they have learned how to sort of go through that process. And like you said, they fell in, in love with the practice of it. If they get injured and they are out for three months, at the end of those three months, I guarantee you they will get up and start running again. Yes. Versus the person who runs but does not identify as a runner. If they get injured and they're out for a week, they very likely will not get back up and start again. They'll have to wait a month and then finally talk themselves back into it. And then all of a sudden they're in this cycle of always starting again. And this is something that I found myself in a lot in in so many areas of my life, whether it was nutrition or getting to the gym or uh, uh, wanting to start something that I I really want to do, start a vlog. Like there's all these things that for a really long time, I was just always at the starting line. Mm. I would start and I'd sprint out and I'd be super excited. And then something would happen. And before I knew it, I stopped doing it. And then a month later I was back at the starting line. So I, I love that that's the approach your company takes is, is, not just, hey, we're going to fix how you eat or not just, hey, we're going to give you your workouts. It's fundamentally, we're going to help you build the identity of someone who eats clean, loves their body, loves themselves and and, uh, loves themselves enough to hold themselves accountable to the things that they know they should be doing and away from the things they know they shouldn't be doing. Really, really love that approach to it. Oh man, that yeah. And for somebody who is uh, who's conditioning himself into a long distance runner right now, uh, that totally resonates with me. I just ran my <laughs> I ran my first marathon last month. Congratulations! I, thank you. And I'm running my second one uh, in two weeks. Well, less than two weeks from today, the day that we're recording this. And my the vision I have for myself is to run 
50 marathons in the next 50 months in 50 states, which is highly Ooh. ambitious, but is um, is all about that identity thing, right? It, yeah. The experience of driving to, I did my first one in South Dakota. <laughs> <I'm> doing, <laughs> uh, the experience of, of creating an entire experience around each marathon makes it so meaningful to me and now has me connected to like, wow, I'm showing up as somebody who's going to create, like, who's putting that much emphasis on this part of my life because I'm going to be different on the other side of that. And I love now each experience. It's not just running the marathon, which is awesome. It's the experience I get to create of getting to wherever this new destination is. Um, so, so very resonant to me right now. And yeah, the, a few things that like keywords that are important here about how we do this and, and what it means to play the long term is like practice and repetition, right? Practicing something which means you are going to be imperfect. So many people try to protect their egos when they're learning anything new or doing anything, which is why the second we make a mistake, we get so down on ourselves and we end up quitting or taking time off or whatever. In the sake of eating, we, the, the, the paradox is that we look to self-soothe with the very thing that we're trying to overcome. So we try to be perfect on our diet and then we go out with friends after work on a Friday and we get a little drunk and then we eat pizza at two in the morning. And then Saturday we wake up and we hate ourselves. And mm. then we're, we, we play that game of like, well, I already screwed up for the weekend. So, you know, I might as well just kind of like, I'll just like coast through the weekend and then I'll start back up on Monday again. Right. And so what do we do? We end up self-soothing on, well, we'll get the ice cream Sunday. We'll get more pizza. We'll get tacos and nachos. Like we'll just like, we'll let it, we'll let it go with the very thing that we're trying, trying to work on. So it's, it's, it's just, it's fascinating. So many people do this over and over again. So practicing, which means implies imperfection. And then the way that we go about, uh, so, so practice and then feedback, and accountability, these are obvious, right? Everyday accountability, getting feedback from other people, people that you believe in, that you trust in, right? Uh, crucial to learning. And then lastly, expression. In being able to express yourself, with, which goes to the identity piece. Because when you're learning any skill, especially something when it comes to like healthy eating or, or with your health, or if there's been a lot of shame or guilt or sadness or hopelessness around this, if you've been overweight for most of your life or all of your life, or if you've just felt so out of alignment or out of integrity with yourself in the way that you eat food and the choices that you make around it, and there's a lot of shame, there's a lot of that negative feeling around it. A lot of us try to protect our ego. We try to protect our ego. We don't want to tell anybody about it. We can talk about the surface level stuff of like, yeah, I need to lose those 20 pounds, obviously, right? But we don't talk about why that's important to us. We don't talk about what's leading us to be 20 pounds overweight. Nobody wants to admit that they're, you know, constantly waking up in the middle of the night to you know, to like stand in front of the fridge and just like shove food in their mouth or that they're, you know, I have a lot of executives as one-on-one clients who are always traveling. They're in hotel rooms. They're ordering room service late into the night. They get a little drunk. They order more room service. They do it again. Nobody wants to admit to overeating all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easier to just say, yeah, I need to lose 20 pounds. It's obvious, right? Like, and to make fun of yeah. ourselves, but nobody wants to touch into the deeper issues that's leading to that. So organizing 
space, an environment which you can actually express yourself, where you can get this shit out, get it out, get it open, get it, get it out of you and be, um, a, be received by other people and still appreciated, loved for who you are without like to, to know that that shame stuff is just a story and we can, mm -hmm. we can, we can, we can move on, we can move on. But to, to be able to speak about it freely is so important because now you can actually identify as somebody who's going through your own experience, not a projection of how it's supposed to go. Love right? that. A projection of how it's supposed to go is just this same perfection story that we play over and over again, where we say, God, I'm so motivated. It's going to be like this and like this and like this, and, and everything's going to be perfect. And then, you know, that never happens. Yeah. So instead, we have to identify with who you are and where you're at along the process. You, like, there's no way to improve without getting radic radically transparent with where you as in you, who you are, are at right now along yeah. the process. Yeah. And here's what I can promise every single person that's listening to this. And I know this to be true because it is true across every area of your life. That exactly what Daniel just talked about is not supposed to be easy. And what I really love about what you do, there is there's a trend in this space right now between the different meal boxes and the like meal prep companies and like all of this, the, the companies that are being launched, their big focus is how can we make this as quick and convenient as possible for the end user with the idea being, well, if it's faster and it's easier to do, more people will do it. However, as we all know, that is not the case. The reason for that is because it's not supposed to be easy to create lasting change. You've got to face yourself in the mirror. You've got to go through that inner journey, go through that personal work and really dig deep to figure out what is the why behind my poor relationship to food behind my my poor relationship to myself that might be causing these things. Uh, so I, I absolutely love that, Daniel. I understand that uh, you've got something to, to give away today. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. Um, you know, as 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 is clear, I could talk about this forever. Uh, we've now had three episodes where we've talked about <laughs> entirely different segments of our of, of our philosophy and the and the work. And I think we went uh, over time on all three of them. So uh, this yeah. is a recurring pattern. This is the pattern I know. So um, what I've gone ahead and done is create um, an online course for your people. There's really no way to get the full depth of what we do without doing it without going through it. And of course, like what we are is a coaching company, but coaching isn't for necessarily everybody right now and uh, right now. And, um, and it is a big investment. So, uh, what we've gone ahead and done is create this online course for your people. If they go to evolutioneat.com forward slash tiny leaps, um, this is a this has seven lessons that really dive into our core philosophy. Um, that's going to help start helping you master your diet through mastering your mindset, and as we talked about today, really learning the habits behind um, building a positive and healthy relationship with food and overcoming, you know, your emotional dependency on food and 
there's a lot of new our nutrition and diet philosophy in there as well. It's 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 all it's everything is around the mindset and the skill set of eating clean, eating healthily. So if you go Love to that it. site, you can uh, you can dive into that course. You can start uh, by getting the first few lessons for free and then upgrade from there. And um, there's also opportunities to get in touch with us if you are interested in coaching and so on and so forth. So that that website will direct you to us into our world. And, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, we want to just give, a, give, give you as much as possible so that you can really get a sense of, of what's possible for you and on your terms. Love that. So it's evolutioneat.com slash tiny leaps. You can jump into the first few lessons for free. And then from there, if you feel like upgrading and, and continuing your inner journey on, on this particular area of your life, you can choose to do so. Daniel, thank you so much for, for coming back on the show. I, I always have so much fun when we, when we get to sit down and talk. So I, I really cannot thank you enough for uh, bringing your wisdom and your perspective and your, your worldview on this topic to my audience, because I know the last two times were super valuable. Mm. And I know this time is going to really, really help change some people's lives. So thank you. Thank you, man. And that's no joke. I mean, I've got, I got, I've got, a, I've got a ton of emails to prove it. We had a few people sign up for our coaching program. Like that's it. That's not just something that, that Greg is saying for, to be nice to me. I, uh, I, we have changed some people's lives who just heard the podcast from this community. Yes. A hundred percent. And, um, it's so meaningful. Like to me, this is the best, this is, this is what makes building a business, uh, just so worth it when we get to connect with people who resonate with our message and who raise their hands and say, yeah, I heard you. And that's me. So love it. Um, love it. So if, um, so evolutioneat.com slash tiny leaps, if somebody says, you know what, I just want to go straight coaching. Mm -hmm. Uh, how can they get in touch with you or somebody on your team? Um, I would still sign up on that page because then, because okay. that, that's the best place to do it, but you can, I'll, I'm happy to give my email address out right now as well. Daniel at evolution And I'll have, uh, just put tiny leaps in the subject and I'll have my assistant flag that down as well. Um, yeah, I would love to, I please, I would love to hear what resonated for you in our conversation. It's always the best way for me to learn what's, uh, what's really landing. And, um, God, if there's anything else, yeah, just ask questions. We're here for you. We really are. Love it. Uh, Once again, Daniel, thank you so much. And thank you to you, the listener, for really prioritizing yourself. Uh, you, You could have spent the last 30, 40 minutes doing pretty much anything. Uh, and, and you chose to spend that time with us. You chose to tune into us over NPR or, or one of those other players. So really appreciate you really love you for continually being here and continually choosing yourself and your path in life and what you want to create. If you found this valuable, be sure to head over to evolutioneat.com slash tiny leaps to jump into the free portion of uh, their course there is only going to be a ton more to learn. So definitely check that out. Be sure to click subscribe to the podcast wherever you're consuming this if you haven't already. And as always, remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day. Every day.